0: Listen to from I'm listening to hair round from here on, I'm listening to hair round, there wrong, I'm listening, to hair round, from here around, I'm listening, hair round, birds of a Thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G.
1: What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing?
0: And welcome back. We have entered into the studio for episode 380. Welcome, everybody.
1: Yeah, what's going on?
0: And I want to start out with a little shout-out to uh, all of the anime fans who have followed us on social media, uh, appreciating Twitter, uh, uh, Rico's breakdowns of the anime season and the pointing out of the stuff that they like shout out yeah. to you guys we appreciate the support and uh yeah we're gonna work out a little something to add some content on the social media for you guys because there's about two dozen people who just jumped on and was like yeah you know we appreciate that and i'm like okay that's
1: what's okay. up man
0: and that's all you right there so fuck with my anime favorite, heads so. out there yeah definitely i don't know if you would give them a little shout out but yeah, yeah appreciate, that. appreciate your voice um but yeah man uh what you been getting into this weekend
1: uh, this weekend I mostly played um, Baldur's Gate but Yay. I did get to catch um Justice League War World. Oh. So okay. that was pretty cool. Is that recent? Yeah, it just came out this year, it just came out on um video a short while ago.
0: Oh, okay, so let's but... do a first impressions cuz I watched that and know we'll do a deep dive on it for sure. Was it good? It was it
1: was it was okay. It was a little um, it was enjoyable, right? It was That's it a... wasn't the best but That's what we're looking for. It's it enjoyable. was pretty enjoyable. I like the animation I think was fucking fantastic. Okay. Um uh, the only thing is, like, it's sort of I I, I kind of dock it heavy points because it um it's a part one of two, ah. and it didn't do it like um um across the Spider Verse, you know what I mean? At least across the Spider Verse, you got a nice complete contained story, and then you had some like shit at the end that it yeah. is is still going on.
0: Oh yeah, they they wrap those movies very well.
1: Yeah, whereas this one, it's sort of just like. It kind of ends abruptly before you really get your feet on the ground. So what this one is about is um the the way it's presented it is it's in like three different section of um
0: is the, it an animated feature? Yes,
1: oh. the the big three Batman, Wonder Woman, uh, and Superman. They're in The big three. They're um I mean no, no, the, you're right, you're right, you're of right of the Justice League. That's who they, that's who they is.
0: No, um, definitely the big three. It's just funny. A, <laughs> it's an interesting. Use of the term, yeah.
1: Um, they, uh, so it starts out with, with, um, Wonder Woman and she's in like the Wild West era and she's, uh, she's just cowboy lady that just sort of moseys into a town that Jonah Hex has gotten, has taken control over. And, um, she ends up helping the locals because, you know, Jonah Hex's band of outlaws are a bunch of assholes and yeah, they, they kill their parents when they try to him. leave. <laughs> yeah. Her parents try to leave and they were just like, yeah, nah, kill both the parents and try to kill her too. So Wonder Woman pretty much stepped in and um eventually murked all of the outlaws feel me? except for Jonah Hex. She had um they they had to have a, a one-on-one scrap down at the end. Of course. And then that switches over to um Batman and he's in like a oh, what's a good way like a like a Red Sonja like world. It's a place called Shambhala with this dude called the warlord. I don't I'm not Red really Sonya, familiar with him. You gave me a uh, yeah, you know the 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 barbarian chick with gotcha. the red hair and gotcha. the I believe mm-hmm. her outfit is scale.
0: Yes. Um, no, no, I know who you're talking about. I, the name rang a bell, but I was like, give me something. For <laughs> and when you say barbarian, I was like, yes.
1: Yeah. So it's like in this this uh, crazy world, this dude this warlord. Um, so Batman shows up wearing no shirt, a bat cowl for some strange reason, and pants and um, tied Bro, wrist that's guards. That's how you
0: show, to sh- show up the shit with no shirt a back howl and some pants like I who's ready kinda, to fuck
1: well my favorite thing about it is you don't know, like how Batman's gloves they have the spikes coming yeah. out this man has wraps on his arms so the spikes protruding out of the wraps for some strange reason
0: what's so strange about the reason that's my
1: question <laughs> cause I'm Batman I, I, I'm Batman perfect that's the answer right there so um, he he's pretending to be this uh, mercenary who tries to kill the this dude named Warlord.
0: Oh, he's pretending, okay.
1: And he fails, and he ends up um, he's like, yo, and he fails, and he ends up getting kidnapped. And uh, the Warlord tries to make him a slave, but he's like, nah, I ain't no slave. I'm a mercenary, bro. If you want to go and kill Demos, you're gonna need my help in order to get into his base. Damn. So he was like, all right. Um, he basically, you know, like he, he changed him and Batman together and they started leading their way over to uh, Deimos's place. You know were we talking about Batman? N- N- Batman was, him, him and Deimos, I mean, I mean, him and Warlord. So Batman is the one that is leading, he's supposed to attack the Warlord.
0: Yeah. He gets A- captured. Yes. And then they, he's they like, yo. Him to someone, but you said that person was Batman.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I meant that warlord chained himself to batman after oh. he had captured batman gotcha remember i said batman yes, pretending to lose yes, yeah so after he had um taken him prisoner uh just to bind him just to bind him to, to him so he doesn't get away or anything like that they lead him back to deimos's place and he's like this sorcerer that's using a gun at first then he runs out of bullets it's a little strange like he's using a gun then he runs out of bullets and it, it seems like he doesn't know that um guns use bullets because he just keeps trying to shoot the gun and there's also like this weird sense of something's wrong both with the with the wonder woman thing when they asked her who she was she couldn't answer the question she was like
0: oh so they're all that's kind of straight
1: yeah and the same thing with batman too when that same po- question was Just posed to him like a little a bit, bit later
0: mm-hmm. a sorcerer using a gun is like Having Eldridge bolt and then using a hand crossbow, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> Pretty funny. Sorry, that's my that's my Boulders Gate reference. But I,
1: I think the reason for that is, I mean, well, you'll find out later. But any, um, during the situation with him, uh, they end up beating uh, that dude, and they th- that dude chain being Damos,
0: the sorcerer dude with the gun.
1: Yes. Um. So it, there's there's it's more happened. Batman actually does some Batman no, shit. Send that's cool. that's, that's out the the herd, and then um. The they eventually beat the big bad sorcerer of their thing, and that's when you see Wonder Woman again. But this time she's like different. She's she's now she's dressed like uh uh like a, an Amazon chick. She reminds me a lot of Nidalee from from fucking League really? of Legends. That's pretty much how she's dressed. Like I, very I like heavy, Nidalee, like aesthetic. um, like uh, Amazon aesthetic yeah. and shit.
0: Well, you know, unfortunately, that's the racist depiction of Amazons that everyone's used to and comfortable with. It's, like, them <laughs> and their little, like, tiger skin, like, uh, I'm just painting uh, that stuff? specific yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. picture, you know? The, the, yeah, it,
0: was, <laughs> it seems like they're painting that, picture, that specific
1: um, picture. Yeah. And then after they rescue her, um, they both kind of t- talk it out, and they you sort of, the, as an audience, you get to be like, yo, what what's really going on? Because it's like, uh, yeah, there is nothing something. that really connects those two. Like, as soon as the Wonder Woman shit ends and she rides off into the sunset... The Batman like war world shit starts, or, or the Batman like barbarian world starts, and there's no yeah, real explanation yeah. as to what happens, and then that concludes after they beat the 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 sorcerer buddy.
0: Not for nothing though, like that description of Batman, and then hearing like barbarian Batman world is yeah. like, no, I I feel like the aesthetic understood the assignment. Oh, least. absolutely, yeah. Like, it feels like he's, that he's fighting with fit. a great sword and, he, and he's fucking shit
1: up. No, yeah, he holds so, it down. okay.
0: I see what you mean now, like. It seems very thin on the plot, but the description of what they're animating sounds super dope.
1: Yeah, it's very good. And um, the third one is all in black and white, and it's in like the I don't know. I guess I'd say like the '60s, '50s, '60s somewhere. I guess it's the weird shape police cars can tell you. You're not
0: hitting Kurosawa's style, then you're just not doing it right. (laughs) Nah, they're not. They're going for
1: a very American '60s aesthetic. You know what I mean? Oh
0: man, Kurosawa really mastered that style across like all genres. Like, if you want to make a movie in black and white with like heavy dramatic impact, just study his style. You will make a great movie. But yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) And um, so
1: in this one, it's like an alien invasion type shit. And you see um, Clark is an investigator and uh, uh, Diana is a a reporter. And basically somewhere up in the north in a really small cabin, these five people saw an uh, an alien landing. And so um, Clark and Agent Faraday are, are officials from the CIA who came to investigate it. And Batman is just this nigga that showed up.
0: <laughs> so um as there, so Batman's in this world. Yeah. Is it barbarian Batman or a regular Batman? I, I
1: see, that's what I mean. It oh. switched completely and in the Black and Wild, it's completely new. It has the, yeah. the black and white world has nothing to do with the two yeah, previous okay. worlds. So it's a different going Batman before
0: together that we we have not seen him yet.
1: Yeah. And um I mean technically it's all the same Batman. You find out that they're they're in a program that Martian Manhunter has been trying to reach out to them to try to break them out of that world because they're all being mind controlled. And so, okay. once, you, once you finish um, the black and white world, they do, get into like where... Worlds.
0: Say again? It, it does feel like dream worlds. Which yeah. you're describing. Do
1: yeah. Like it, essentially, um, they...
0: I would rock with that. If that, that was the explanation at the end, I wouldn't like the build-up, but the explanation would be very satisfactory.
1: Yeah, they're, they're trapped in a... Basically, Martian Man, Manhunter is trapped on Battleworld by Mungo, or Warworld, sorry, uh, by Mungo. And he has been over the past, I guess he said for months, he's been trying to reach out Mm -hmm. to the Justice League. And the way he's doing it is by um, projecting all the previous settings that we've seen into their heads so that they slowly remember themselves as the heroes.
0: Thank you. Because honestly, the description sounded like, you know, you could have just made individual like webisodes. Yeah, I
1: I realized that. And I realized that you were going to try to run away with it. So that's why I had to like, I was like, it's going somewhere, but you got to let it build, you know? Gotcha. And um, and so the the real cool part about that is fucking Lobo's in in, in that section, and he ends up turning on Mongol um, and freeing uh, uh the well, you big know, those three. Point, that's
0: points for me. When you add yo, Lobo, Lobo, i was so me.
1: surprised that he was there. But Lobo I was like, yeah, always points. Always a good treat to see yeah. the main man fucking show up and do some gangsta shit, and naturally betray his employer. And what always, was really cool? Always. So he betrays his employer, frees the um uh, uh, uh the big three, so that Martian Manhunter can get out. And then he went up to Martian Manhunter. and was like, "Yo, you just go leave me here. I fucking freed you and helped you escape." He was like, "Yeah, who do you think gave you that idea in the first place?" And I was like, "Oh my nigga, wow. <laughs> you feel me? Who do you didn't think planted that shit in your head in the first fucking place, nigga?" Savage, love it's it. It's Like I've been, I've been working for this shit. Oh man, that sounds like a lot of confusing buildup to a really cool ending. Yeah, and but, then as soon as that happened, it immediately ends, and they're like, oh, "Yo, we need you again. Some shit is happening. We got to get the fuck away from Warworld as it's exploding." And then, all right, we'll see you for the next. Uh, we'll, we'll see you for the next movie next year.
0: Uh, oh, next year. Oh, yeah. It
1: says um, the next movie is uh, in twenty twenty four. I mean, it's the end of the year, and animations take a yeah. long time to make. It. it you know. I think
0: they would have been better off like waiting till number 2 was almost done and then releasing one in the build up so that the, that gap is a little bit smaller because Man. that sounds amazing and you don't want to lose steam. Nah, a I mean, year. That's
1: pretty standard though. This is actually the 6th in the series of the um apparently the 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 the, the oh, called so the Tomorrowverse. It's been doing? Um all these previous movies, uh, Superman Man of Tomorrow Justice League War, War League. World, um Batman the Long Halloween, um, the the oh, My I've Power i I've seen all of those I had yeah, no clue that Those are connected. all in continuity In the same thing And they come out oh, You know Year after year shit. after year so. You just
0: fucked me up bro I'm gonna have to go through A rabbit hole now of Figuring out what the The continuity ties Between all the <laughs> shit That I've been watching with. So That's a long time dude Those are old
1: It is Yeah yeah It's been going on since uh, 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 Actually not that long Since 2020 um, Man of Tomorrow is 2020 And then
0: Yeah three I mean, I'm sorry Yes It's three years I consider that old Yes. <laughs> But yeah, um, overall,
1: uh, I enjoyed it. It was a little bit confusing and kind of slow going into it, but I think they paid it off in the end. But unfortunately, it's just like, I don't know, you just don't feel like you get enough time with the people before it's like over. You know what I
0: mean? And and that's the only reason why I throw that out there. Like, I wish they would have kind of pushed this closer to the other one because that is a feeling that isn't so bad when you think that you're going to get the payoff soon. Mm-hmm. When You know you have to wait a year. It kind of sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's standard though. You know, like it I mean, it's is. the same thing with um, Spider-Man across into the Spider-Verse and across the Spider-Verse. Oh, yes. Th- those those were like a year and a half to two year gaps in between. I, we, so, we
0: rewatched that The Whole Family again, and boy, man, solid. It's so crazy. Like the movie is it's animated, so they have the opportunity put so much into a scene that you can't ask people to do like you can't get 30 people into one scene like that's really hard to do that's not like a war scene or something like that into the spider verse especially when miles is escaping the 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 (laughs) the citadel (laughs) yeah they put so i'm still recognizing easter eggs I'm still wondering who the fuck made a web slinger for T-Rex Spider-Man. Because T-Rex <laughs> Spider-Man didn't make that web slinger, bro.
1: Your arms ain't long enough, bro. You
0: can't do science, bro. I'm sorry, but T-Rex, I'm super racist in that respect. T-Rex Spider-Man is not over here creating web shooters. Who made his web shooters?
1: I mean, he doesn't need to have made web shooters because not all Spider-Mans no, 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 make should, their web shooters. They closed in on him
0: when he shot at Oh, Bob. he has
1: the actual apparatus on yeah, I mean, it. I mean, it's so... He's in the Citadel for the Spider Man. You feel me? Because they also close Pick to one. Like
0: cat Spider Man and he spit the web You webs feel me? Him. And I was like, dang. Pick one. Yeah. So I was like, so it, it, that's just me being hyperbolic. Actually, there's tons of ways that he could have got a web shooter. Maybe when they inducted him into the Spider Verse, they were like, here's some web shooters so you could really fuck with Spider Man. Who knows? But <laughs> it was just a joke um, to say, fucking across the Spider Verse is so chock full in every scene with something to chew on and look at and get that once you get one thing it's gonna occupy your attention and then you're gonna have to rewatch it to get the other stuff in the scene type of thing so good so good but yeah um, sorry, I inter I interjected that into something that you were saying.
1: No, I mean that's it. I pretty much gave the review. Like you know, I mean, it was it was enjoyable. It was a little bit slow at the end, and I don't like how abruptly it cut off. But I did really enjoy the fights and shit. And the... this is
0: something that's going to be really amazing to consume is in its, in its entirety. I think mm-hmm. when yeah. it's all done and you can just watch it as a big long. Because like, the next production.
1: one is Crisis on Infinite Earth, so ah, a- that's what this one is leading into. So that should be and interesting. And you know,
0: I will give this to DC more so than Marvel is that they use their storylines. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they yeah, they fucking do. Lines. Um, not to yeah, much in the, the live action cinematic universe. I'm referencing their animations in particular.
1: Even in the live action ones, like even The Flash did a, a Crisis on Infinite Earth, too. Oh, yeah, you know what sure. I mean?
0: Um, but they did a lot of um, liberties and created a storyline, whereas the, yeah. I think the animated ones actually used the comic book storylines. Yeah,
1: that's can. really the difference between live action and animation, really. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, I appreciate that. You're always but... going to need to make concessions with live action, because mm-hmm. specifically what you just mentioned earlier, getting 20 face-named yes. actors in a scene to do something, it's very expensive, very difficult, a lot of coordination. It's super hard. So generally speaking, you're going to get, if it's live action, you're going to get a, a, a um, a more streamlined version of whatever it was, Speaking rather of that, than if it was animated imagine or drawn. Can they
0: had Avengers Assembled scene? Oh my god! Accounting must have been like, I hate my <laughs> life. I hate my life. I hate everything Fear about man. everything. When they saw the fucking, like, having to balance the budget versus expenditures for that Avengers Assembled scene. That is an administrative nightmare. But yeah, sorry. Unless you That's do it ahead funny.
1: of time. You feel
0: I mean even if you do because everyone's going to have yeah, shooting um all yeah it it is a difficult thing to do. Yeah, that's the job though. So. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I give him a lot of credit for doing I give him a lot of credit for doing a difficult That's the job, job. for sure. Cuz a lot of administrative jobs are not that difficult. Accounting is one of the most difficult administrative jobs to do because not only are you dealing with a lot of moving parts, but unfortunately, people have different ideas of how to do business. And so you have to reconcile that. You know what I mean? Like, it's difficult. And so, yeah, shout-outs to, to the accountants who behind the scenes made that happen because the actors were there to do their job. You definitely did above and beyond what your typical duties are to, to make that happen. Um, but yeah, anyway, sorry. Complete size And that's not... I've only become sensitive to that because I see how much Carolina has to fucking put in work at her job at times and it's like your job is so much harder because not because your job is difficult at times but because the moving parts of your job are n- are refusing to to work well you know what i mean and so i can only imagine like this magnitudes of uh more difficult it is for someone on a pr- project like that oh mm. anyway sorry complete aside. Uh, what was the original topic? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's it. I finished up. Um, yeah, that's really all I watched this week, and I did get to also see the um uh uh, uh this week's episode of the One Piece. So, oh, that, nice. that was pretty cool. The, the fights actually progressing, but <laughs>
0: the anime is catch- it, it, it was an anime episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, the anime episode.
0: Is a storyline episode or a side, uh, or...
1: Nah, there are no side episodes okay. in One Piece, so... Are oh, you don't it,
0: do filler arcs?
1: Nah, nah, nah. Oh, okay, One Piece doesn't bad. do that. I, I don't
0: consume... One
1: the Piece. only time One Piece ever does filler episodes is, like, right before a movie comes out, they will do, like, three or four episodes that show how they got from the story to the movie world. Okay. But generally speaking, nah, that's... They don't do that.
0: That's what's up. Yeah, you know, I think that One Piece is... is... A confluence of a lot of phenomenons in the anime industry not just really interesting story fun animation fun characters but like yeah no filler arcs in the anime that's unheard of I i mean only animes that are like directly even animes that have like a 12 episode season arc that they're trying to fulfill will put a at least one filler episode in there so hearing that that one piece like obscures that just to you know actually provide content, that's pretty cool. That's not what they do. Oh, okay. (laughs) I
1: mean, I I, I went over it before, but what they do is they they do, like, artificial lengthening in the episode, for a good example. This episode, like, seven minutes of it was just people running through the castle, worrying about whether or not they'll survive the fire. Yeah. So they they do shit like that, and it's like... <laughs>
0: yes there's real content per episode and i do get that that is not the problem
1: you part. know what i mean like it, like that's that that's really my only gripe for this episode is like honestly six six minutes of the episode was like 10 different characters looking at the fire and be like damn how am i gonna escape this fire Next character. Yo, Oh my goodness, this fire! Your this fire catching up to us. Next couple of characters. Oh shit, this fire's getting closer. Like literally, that was like seven minutes of the episode, and then the last three minutes of the episode was Jimbei and um, oh, I forgot but, short but Rizo dealing with the fire. Oh wait. And but... like five minutes of the episode was cut up Luffy fighting um Kaido.
0: Okay. Well, it, well, I guess yeah, that is very um. There's a very typical anime structure to an episode. 5 minutes of like raw combat animation filled man. with like typical it, for a whack anime you feel it. It.
1: that's a low it. standard man. See, I prefer that's that's why I prefer anime that um that, that doesn't follow the One Piece production schedule because they mm. get like if you look at My Hero Academy, is a great oh, okay. example. Yeah. You will never find My Hero Academy doing shit like that. Why? Mm. Because My Hero Academy does a season, they take huge breaks. So that the author can catch up and the animators can do their shit, and then they go back in so you don't have to really deal with that
0: and I, and that's I think that's smart. I appreciate that
1: yeah, but you know it's i I understand it's because one piece sells so well they're never going to stop making it, and no matter how bad it is, I don't think the Japanese audience complains about it the way American audience yeah, does I agree with so you. it's not something that the people who actually make it they don't they they're like they gonna... don't see an issue with it, yes. you know what I'm saying, so you know. It, it's just as a one piece fan if you like the anime it's just something you got to deal with
0: yeah that's,
1: that's why one Piece exists which is a website that cuts out all the fuckery of the episodes like that's how bad it is like the fans have specifically gone through a, and dragon ball z kied a lot of one piece just oh, wow. to get rid of like that all do that shit that I'm telling
0: of course wow like
1: it's like dude that's the biggest so what does issue their
0: cuts end up being what do you mean how, what's the length of their cuts
1: uh, and episodes will be anywhere from, like, uh, usually, like, 12 to 16 minutes, as opposed to, like, the 22. Okay. I and, mean, I'm not mad at that. And, like, the the official One Piece episode, the actual episode doesn't even start till, like, doesn't even start till, like, five minutes in. Because three minutes is oh, yeah. the, the, the intro and the recap, oh, and yeah. then the
0: other two minutes yeah. is, like, some other shit. And Absolutely. then it starts. You know what I mean? I've been con- I, I, I don't know if I'm soft to that, because I've been conditioned because that's how it's been since since I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like that's your when you say that that's a anime standard, like it's an anime standard for decades, my dude, because when I got into the anime, they were using that same structure for the most part. See? And that's because that's because you're talking about
1: anime that's brought over here that the yeah. licensed people specifically cut it up intentionally to do that because okay. they only buy a certain amount of episodes mm-hmm. and they have to stretch those episodes to make get the most out of their money
0: yeah and that's that that's my consumption so
1: that's why it's like that on our side because it's you know it's artificial artificial lengthening
0: yeah it's it's, it's it's always
1: my biggest stop padding the meters bro
0: god damn it's interesting i mean what you know I, i would love to see a little bit of homogenization and hegemony is not a term that i would generally apply to things but like When you have, like, an artistic thing that you are producing and you're entering it into the global market, a little bit of hegemony does kind of aid consumption. You know what I mean? And aiding consumption is in your best interest as someone who's making money off of that consumption. You know what I mean? So I just, Mm -hmm. I can't wait for Japanese uh, production because it's not just limited to anime and manga that does this. No, I I think the main
1: reason for stuff like that, or at least I know specifically in One Piece case, like, Oda specifically said, like, yo, I, I write One Piece for, like... Uh, 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 teenage Japanese boys. I write it for like me when I was growing up, what I would have wanted to see. I. He mm-hmm. says he appreciates that people from P- overseas connect, and everywhere yeah. watching and enjoys it. But ultimately, That's this is my target
0: audience, and I'm not
1: really going to do anything to betray my and I'm target so audience. Glad
0: he did it. That I respect. You feel me? What I don't respect is the people who are like, "No, you're wrong for thinking that I'm wrong," and it's like, "No, <laughs> I'm doing something intentional, yeah, and like, I understand yeah. you might not like it, but that is okay." And I'm not mad at you for that. There is a huge world of media for you to consume,
1: and it's also important to remember that i always been in my lane, and you found my
0: lane. And not for nothing, everyone deserves to be targeted. There's nothing wrong with someone who wants to make something for Japanese boys. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think that a lot of people lose the 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 forest for the trees in these kind of like representation arguments. When it's like no. It's not that every people can have a right to make have media that's made for them. And if I that is the goal of my media, and I'm not a I'm not targeting you with my media, then unless I'm doing something like promoting like antisocial values, you really shouldn't do that. And that is the last thing you could say of someone like Oda in One Piece. He's promoting great values. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You could say the same thing of the producers of like Naruto. Like, they're they're promoting good values, so if they have a target audience, allow them to produce good values in their target audience. And if you like it, consume it and understand that. You know what I mean? I think that's a much healthier way to go about it than trying to be like, that's not... Good because it doesn't appeal to my sensibilities. Yeah, like, do that. that's
1: narcissism. That's classic narcissism. You know, what yeah. I
0: mean?
1: <laughs> that thing that you've been doing long before I existed. Why aren't you doing it better to suit me? Classic narcissism. <laughs> like, nigga, you what? know what I mean? It's that's you? <laughs> it's not even really worth engaging because it's just like, oh, that nigga's, a, you know, he's mentally ill. Okay, I get it.
0: I get it. Yeah, it's like you know, I, 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 I it's as I was saying, it's easy to ignore when it's not like the overwhelming societal norm because then it like I don't I don't insulate myself from society as much as you do so I get end up running into it and it's like, fuck guys, why are we doing this? It's like, man, I really should just choose to insulate myself from it, but I can't, you know. I mean it's not even that. You know that's the thing, like when I
1: would say that some of them are shit, man. That's just that's just what it is. Unfortunately, we're gonna encounter some of the ones that are shit, and we can't we can't always do something about it. You feel me? Sometimes we just can be like, ah, that one's shit, and you gotta move on. You feel me? It's like it's like when you're eating popcorn and you grab one and you uh, throw a bunch of popcorn in your mouth, and one of them bitches didn't pop. All you can really do is just spit that shit out and keep it going. You know what I mean? It's yeah. too late to pop that kernel.
0: I, you know what it is is I think that I'm a little bit sensitive to it because it encroaches into my space a lot more because I've started a life with someone and they are very susceptible to those things. And so it's like, you know, it would be a lot easier to ignore if there wasn't someone who's representing those ideas right next to me and it's like, Fuck man <laughs> What's wrong with you? But anyway. Nonetheless, move it on from that. <laughs> no 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 side shots, but um, yeah, man, fucking, I really appreciate what Oda does, and I really—that's the thing—is is like as much as I'm upset at times with the way that the Japanese market chooses to engage with the outside world, I'm really appreciative of how they engage with each other for the most part, mm-hmm. because the 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 kind of appreciation and respect you have to have and 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 the desire to provide media to people during a time where you yourself identify as hugely tumultuous and and needing of entertainment and needing of something to d- distract you from maybe the hardships of reality, I find that to be huge like that's, that's a huge like uh, uh, gift to society, as a person to do, choose to do that because that's not self-indulgent. You know what I mean? Yes, he's paid for it. Yes, he gets accolades for it. But it's not self-indulgent to say that I want to make media for people in vulnerable states. You know what I mean? Because that's what I interpret from when he says that. You know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I really appreciate shit like that. But yeah, that's a complete aside. Yeah.
1: I mean, and also uh, uh, an important um uh asterisk that I should put onto the whole One Piece thing is that regardless of how... Whack uh, the the anime might be at times with its weird ass pacing and repetitive <laughs> animation and shit. The story is still a one ultimately. You A1. feel me? And first and foremost, I
0: am a manga reader all day you feel me so it's Absolutely. like that was my initiation I, I, into your, <laughs> my understanding of your appreciation of that facts culture.
1: bro like i come back to the the anime just because it's at a really really high point i don't actually yeah. f- i don't actually follow it's it beautiful but right now it's like yo it's it's the kite it's luffy becoming one of the emperors of the sea we gotta watch that yeah. you know what i mean it, it's like it's iconic right now so it, you know unfortunately this is one of those things you got you got to you gotta take the, the heat yeah. if you if you live in Arizona, you know what I mean? It, it comes with it. Yep, yep, yep. So if you're if you're an anime watcher, it's just one of the things you gotta deal with. But, you know, it's it's really dope to see Luffy take a big ass um uh Chinese snake dragon and jump rope with that nigga. Bruh. That's a, that's some that's gangster shit, you know what I mean? You you don't really see that in any other anime. Somebody's yeah. like, yo, I'm a jump rope with you. That's how little I respect you right now. Damn. Like, yo. Put nigga in the dirt. You feel me?
0: That's what's up, yeah, dude. So yeah, one piece on point, appreciate that. And and Oda as a creator. But uh yeah. Moving on from that, man, dude, I just wanna give a real quick shout out to um the Lego engineers, bro. Because after my little trip to, to Legoland with 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 Kendrick, we got him a bunch of sets. You know, I indulged in some of the more complex sets to bring home for for uh for us to, so I can build them for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, type mm-hmm. of thing. And uh we got like a pretty complex like taxi cab because that, this man loves service vehicles, <laughs> ambulance, fire mail truck. truck, fire truck, garbage truck, mm-hmm. taxi. My boy loves service vehicles and I love that heart because I hope that he understands what those represent in society and why transportation workers and labor and all that stuff. Like it's something that, can open up to a greater social value, so I really appreciate that he likes those things. But yeah, I got him like a, a nice complex taxi. But the engineering behind that, he I also got him. Um, he also likes super sport cars, and I got him a Pagani a Pagani Utopia. Sorry, I always mispronounce that. But a <laughs> it's Pagani a Pagani Utopia, and
1: oh, a Pagani U- Utopia. Okay, P- sounds amazing. Yes,
0: no, it's a Pagani <laughs> Utopia, and so um, I, like the engineering on these Lego sets. On some of the higher, not even to mention the higher end ones, but like the lower end ones, like the things that are his age level are so much cooler than the ones that I had at my age level. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. gosh, man, these Lego engineers gotta give me I a mean, huge b- shout out.
1: Back in our day, back in my day, we had whole toys that didn't move as much yeah, as I these know. Legos. Stationary
0: toys, no articulation was <laughs> a feeling? thing. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I just wanted to shout them out real quick. But, you know, um, I didn't watch too much this weekend. I've been going through some stuff until, I, you know, I didn't have too much time. You know, I got to get a little bit of uh, a Boulder Skate 3 time in, which I fucking hugely appreciated. I finally yeah. made some story progress. Nigga, thank you for shouting out the west side of the underdark that I completely missed. <laughs> now, you got to understand, bro, like, exploring in tactician is extremely harrowing. I and can so- imagine, yeah.
1: Like even just in regular ones, like it's so easy to get distracted and stuck on, on another thing when you were trying to do something else. That I can only imagine, like having the increased difficulty on
0: top of it. I can't tell you how long it took me to get back to the Celenite Temple because when I first got there, I was like, I'm in the Underdark. I know this is from my D and D experience. I know this is probably dangerous. (laughs) It's as dangerous. Let (laughs) me go back up top and level, finish Mm -hmm. my level before I come down here. It took me so long to backtrack to it. But, yeah, that's you're absolutely right. You get sidetracked, and then it's like, yo. It's, it's like, a, yo, I've
1: been in this new village for three hours. I don't yeah. even remember
0: why I came this oh my way. God. Yo, can can Yo, can we attest to the time lost just to adventuring and be at BG3? Bro, yeah. Bro, it's so easy to lose time. Yeah, that was
1: one of the things where I was, like, I, I was slightly bothered. It was, like, bittersweet for me because I really liked the exploration, but I was like, guys, I really wish your quest, like, Give me
0: a quest marker, man. Nah, they're sad. Give me a quest, quest marker. Markers. They only give you main. MSQ yeah, quest they're like, markers. yo, it's way over there. You only will get MSQ quest markers. And the worst part is, is that most of those MSQ quest markers are only to tell you because they are in the fog yeah. of your map. <laughs> and you if they didn't give you that, you're done. You never
1: find it, you're bro. Done. You never find that shit. You didn't that realize shit. that
0: that's where it is. So they give you the bare minimum for main main uh story quests. And then side quest.
1: Yeah. One percent.
0: But yeah, so yeah. What I, I mean, I, but that is it's a complaint, but it's a I think it's done intentionally to yeah. keep it closer to the tabletop experience. Yeah,
1: it's the heart of the adventure. Yeah. You know, I mean I get it. I get why they do it. It's just you know, it's one of those things where like Whenever you enter an arena where, like, guardrails are there, if you take the guardrails down, it's going to feel weird. Yeah, 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 I understand why the guardrails are there, but it's like, your money got to keep slipping over the edge right here.
0: <laughs> Every time. What's going on?
1: I keep talking to new people on my way to do something somebody else
0: sent me to do, and, then, and, and then I can't seem to finish what it. You know my biggest fear is, is when I'm... Um doing that and then, and then i'll get back to what i was talking about because i did watch something that i want to talk about but um my biggest fear is is that as i adventure i talk to people and then i progress storylines that mess up story, quests that i have postponed mm. that happens a lot to me um in in boulder's gate in particular the hag quest the way that it's structured and the way you encounter the people I encountered the hag quest before I encountered the hag as a vendor in this town that I was prior to going on that road. Yeah. So I've... I didn't even know that I was supposed to be friends with her. Like, I didn't even know she was trying to court me as, like, oh, hey, young Bucky. <laughs> I didn't even know that because I, had, I hadn't encountered her as the vendor.
1: Neither did die. yeah.
0: Yeah, and so, like, the thing is, is if you actually go into town and see her as a vendor, then the meeting on the road makes way more sense. That's funny. She's like, "You're supposed to be on my side." I'm like, "Bitch, I don't know you." And these <laughs> niggas said you stole their daughter, their, their sister. I mean, don't what's going on here, yo? I don't She's trust like, the old Yo, white you're me.
1: supposed to defend the old lady being gang up on by these two young ruffians. How you dare know, you, you not take my
0: side? I'm like, nigga, I don't know any one of y'all. Yeah, exactly. The I mean, fuck but, is we talking about? Now, had you met her as the vendor, and you would have seen how gracious and how nice she was, and how much she gave you. Cause she hooks you up, that's funny. if you meet her oh, Avengers, is you'll that be the online.
1: one that um gives you the extra gruel?
0: No, no, it's next to her. Uh, but they talk like literally next to uh, her That's is, funny. I did meet her,
1: but i I didn't like I didn't yeah. really talk to her more than I just talked to her like once, and I fucked off and that it was like hours, maybe day days in real life later that I actually went to the swamp. That was I think the swamp was on Ethel's it was the last the thing way. that I did on that section of the map,
0: see. Yes, and on one of my early playthroughs, I wandered into it with my monk, so it was exposed. I, I passed. It, it's all wisdom saves, and I'm a monk, so nice. I walked through there, and I was like, "Oh, this is all stupid shit." You're you're invisible. I see you. You're fucking little. Your <laughs> I red see cap your dumb are 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 not sheep, I see through your illusion. So it was completely like, and then. I, went, I played on another character that I ended up progressing further on, which is my paladin warlock, which is the drama. <laughs> you, you have to understand the drama in combat. Like, you see, like, Eldritch Blast is a dramatic spell. Yeah, it is. And then I run in after uh, ranging you with Eldritch Blast, and then Divine Smite you, which is an dramatic spell.
1: Cut your fucking head off, Yo. bro. My, my favorite part about that is that it disintegrates them into light. It yes. actually burns them. Mm-hmm. That's pretty lit.
0: Yes. It's beautiful. I love it. I do it a lot. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? And so, um, it's just funny. But, um... So, yeah. In that playthrough, Ethel was closer to, like, the end of the act for me. You know what I mean? Before you go into the second area. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that That particular quest is the only one that I found was oddly, like, splayed out depending on how you um, engage with the environment.
1: Yo, I fucked up on that quest after I'd beaten her, son.
0: Nigga, you didn't fuck up. I fucked up. I didn't get the abilities (laughs) point. I was trying to be good. I was trying to be good after I did
1: something bad, which love, is making love, a bargain love, with a hag. Love. And then I went and um, I, I threw a, a fucking basilisk potion at the nigga I was turned to stone. And he was like, oh, shit, what are you doing? I have that fucking disease. And then he just immediately dies. The disease just immediately takes over him and he dies. Is that what happened? Yeah, that was I his was bargain so to the hag. I was searching hag. for a way to soft him. That was his bargain to the hag. He had a disease that so was, you, and he had an incurable disease. Do
0: you have a half second to cure him?
1: No, what you have to do is you have to defeat the hag and then it apparently breaks all the curses. So I think if you no, I don't know if he, I don't know if he survives at all. I don't know if he can survive. Well,
0: I, I will tell you this. I killed the hag outright. Never took a bargain. I went back into that room. Everybody's still cursed.
1: Mm, I freed the Um, I was able to free the the elf, dude. How? Just talk to him. Afterwards and he was like, Oh the hag's gone and I'm like, Yeah, and, he dipped. Oh,
0: no. and then he dipped I Oh and that thing was so annoying <laughs> before the hag died, did it afterwards. He just left oh, that thing oh, in yeah, there, You're like you deserve it. this. Well, I no, it wasn't that. No, don't do me <laughs> like that. I just didn't want to talk to him. If I would have known that I could save him, I might have talked to him. Yeah, yeah I, I, I went back
1: savage. and tried to talk to all the people in there, and yeah, I, I. Well, I don't know if I really did save them because the hag is still alive. So whatever bargain they made with the hag, still alive. that's still yeah. that's still up. So. I I probably didn't really save them. I probably just gave them a little reprieve until if, she comes back and collects later on.
0: Marina is definitely her vessel.
1: Oh nigga. Oh,
0: Mayrina is absolutely becoming that hag later, on because I saved her, I did. And f- that bitch started getting angry at me, and I'm like, oh, Yeah, you're possessed by the hag uh, because you're, she's exhibiting the hag's anger at you for having killed her.
1: Well, see. In my story, you found out that she was pregnant. and She was yes. trying to revive her husband her- by sacrificing the baby. Yes. And she was mad that that deal fell through. But I found, I found the, uh, the uh, Wanda Von dead and revived her
0: husband. And I was like, I get hey, you know that this shit. Ah, you don't love zombie husband? <laughs> There's your husband, bitch. I was like, cool. Let me. I, by the way, I kept the thorn, and I think it was my, at my side for a minute. That's
1: hilarious. Yo, I was like, yo, hilarious. yo, yo. By the way,
0: fuck you. I'm going to keep this thorn because you obviously don't love your husband. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. I was like, yo, this
1: nigga's gross. I can't have undead following me around. I ran down the street and
0: that nigga immediately died to death. Immediately died to the next set of enemies I I, I saw. Bro, he took the first ranged attack, which was, I guess, his job.
1: Yeah, that's, that's really what Summons are there for is to take... They they're like extra HP for you, pretty much. Pretty much, meatbags. I learned that way too late. I was like, man, my summon didn't get to do anything. No, that nigga took twenty damage that you didn't take. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And you're a warlock, so that twenty damage is very important to you.
0: Oh, you know what? I have not summoned anything with my warlock yet. Me either. I haven't summoned anything nah. at all, actually. Nah. I need to. I'm raising Gale to be a, a conjurationist so nice. that he can summon. Nice. But I don't. I'm wondering how summoned monsters are in this game. Because Gale doesn't have high enough question. charisma to, to control. Well,
1: in this game, you don't need to do that. You could just summon summon control. Well, I mean, I'm not sure. They might have changed the mechanics for this one, and I haven't actually casted it yet. But in Celeste, the way it worked was, like, you summon elemental, you conjure elemental, and as long as your concentration doesn't break, you're fine. It comes control, yeah. it comes under your control. But if, you, if your concentration gets broken due to enemy action, then that shit becomes wild. And you got to deal with. It. But if you break, you, if I you cancel, cancel your concentration on your own, then you're fine. Gloves
0: That boosts your summons abilities, but does that thing regardless whether your concentration breaks or not? Ah, right? uh, n-
1: Double-edged sword. I can't deal with that. I, I no, honestly much prefer. I haven't used
0: no summons in TTRPGs, so I'm, I'm relying on your experience. Before I just I prefer fuck the myself. peace
1: of mind. You feel me? I don't like have to deal with random rogue enemies, and especially because they never attack the enemy. That's the thing See, that makes oh, me mad. That,
0: that right there is my. That's next the thing that makes me upset. Question. Is it's that literally was my next question was <laughs> if I cast him in the middle of the enemies, is he going to fuck off and run away from the enemies, get opportunities of attacks and then come attack me? Because if he does that completely useless. Now I think
1: they're actually pretty good in this game because I fought okay. a dude that did because use boy, a lot man. of summons and one of them was being a supreme dickhead. He, sum- he summoned a he had a bunch of summons out. Previously before the fight started. Ooh, and, so um, smart. yeah,
0: it's like you're up in a summoner with the summon's house. Yeah.
1: Good. I mean, you have no choice. You have yeah. no choice. Like, you went in his house and, you know, oh, <laughs> really, yeah. you know what I mean? And I he started shit you with someone who you Wait. fucked with and they went to go handle it and you, you went to go handle BG3 it. BG3 or Celesta? BG3.
0: Okay, I haven't experienced
1: this yet. Okay. Oh yeah, no, 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 not at all. This is way, way later. This is actually in the city of Baldur's Gate. So oh, i being man. a little that's why I'm being really vague.
0: Bro, yeah. I know um, near Baldur's
1: Gate. He um he summoned a bunch of summons, but the thing that annoyed me was the fucking air elemental went invisible. And then I killed the rest of the enemies before the Eren man the mental, and this fucking dickhead would not attack anybody in my party. So he would just invisible. fucking stay there invisible, and I had to get my character who could see invisibility near, near where he was to be able to fucking suss him out. And I was like, you a bitch-ass nigga for that. You just wasted I'll five minutes of my life.
0: Yeah, I'll beat
1: your legs in. But the summons, they seem to be pretty strong. I just keep forgetting to cast them because Gale is never in my party and um
0: well, i want to make a summoner know? that's going to be my storm sorcerer is going to be a summoner mm-hmm. so what i want to do is i'm going to summon high level monsters and then use my my ability to fly to leave Hey, <laughs> <I'm out. laughs> nobody breaking my concentration nope. and then get um
1: i think Dude, they have war caster feet in this one
0: using fly mechanically was really difficult for me Yo, yeah, yeah. Are yeah, section, yeah yeah Into the bg3 section i still haven't talked about what i watched yeah
1: it was, it was serious. The um the uh yeah. But what's really cool though is when you get the illithid ability to fly. Op, oh, especially on have a so fucking sorcerer I only with, have, like, um. I have
0: nine bugs now. That's a lot. And I still haven't left the first chapter, so I'm just like I'm stacking. Yeah, stacking. Yeah,
1: yeah. You get to a, another point later where there was like ao. Hey, yo, you want to go to the next level so you can use more powers.
0: <laughs> oh no, but you know what it is is that you, this is what I should be doing on my um unarmed fighter when I make that. My one punch man hmm that's what i should be doing um i'm gonna go fighter three monk three and probably um rogue so that i can sneak attack and Oof. just run up behind niggas Oof. with um advantage and punch their head off Oof. but uh uh
1: can you sneak attack with fist though
0: yeah mm. An arm? absolutely Yes, mm. that's good and the thing is, is that you can also um, sneak attack. Uh, if you miss with your main hand, you can try again with your offhand,
1: which is really yeah. nice. I mean, you sneak- can
0: do both. It, yeah. If you get with your first, you don't get the second. But if you miss with your first, you do get the second.
1: Yeah. In five v, sneak attack is just if you have advantage, the first attack that lands lands
0: That's the gets
1: the sneak word. attack as long as it's using a, a, a finesse or a light weapon. Mm-hmm but yeah no sneak attack me fucking motherfuckers up bro so yeah I'm, I'm
0: building all the knowledge i need to make my one punch man and i think <laughs> one punch! What? I, I do love that shit, dude that's so fun. it's so iconic you feel me shit yeah, is dope but uh yeah so that, that you know what that's the bg3 talk all right let me just talk about what we watched and then we'll talk about a few things that happened yeah. um i did uh carolina put on this uh uh this uh miniseries Called painkiller about the opioid crisis that I thought was just going to be it was going to be one of two extremes. It's so either going to be propaganda for the opioid industry and show how not actually, <laughs> we didn't do anything they wrong, didn't do nothing wrong, or it's going to be woke propaganda so, where where they they continually you know demonize people for things that that clearly are are gray areas. And that's the, my issue with most uh, left-wing media that tries to propagandize people with their values. It's that they take genuinely gray moral decisions and turn them into black and white, which is doesn't serve anything. When there's people who are literally going out of their way to take their resources... And utilize them to addict people so that they can continue to farm them for resources. That's not morally gray. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a black and white thing. You know, and so you don't need to to, to do that. Whereas there are some genuinely morally gray areas, like where the doctors were involved, where the doctors are at liability not because of the way that they practice, but because the system that they reside in, where they put their hospital at liability if they disregard a patient's request for a narcotic substance. You know, like, we, we created a system that ingratiated drug dealers, and they got mad when the doctors were beholden to the system we created to ingratiate drug dealers. And so that's a morally gray area, and I think that the 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 movie did a great job at not playing mental gymnastics with the reality of what was going on. There were some people in this situation that genuinely were were taken by a current and 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 could not control what was going on and had to do whatever they could because otherwise they'd lose their livelihood and licenses and then there's other people who were were utilizing and exploiting sick people and making sick people making hurt people more sick so that they can profit off of it and there's no reason to make that morally gray that's a genuinely bad thing to do to people
1: yo i mean just to add to that in the um in the uh, um the war movie the justice league war world movie there was a scene where Marshall manhunter was being uh, tortured and Superman's like, "Yo, we gotta go save him." And Batman's like, "Yo, we don't know. He might be this that, the other." Superman's like, "Yo, torture is always bad. Period." Thank and then you. He immediately moved over to go save him. And I was, and that, when you said that, it just kind of
0: you don't. Yes, that's that the exact sentiment I'm talking about, though. Like, no, there are absolutely times in which we should be pondering and thinking deeply. Someone is <clears throat> our friend is being tortured, and we have the power to do something about it. You're a human. You sit down and you do whatever the fuck real, you do, but I'm Superman, bitch. <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm not gonna let my I'm friend going be tortured now. Yeah, that was now. the end of the
1: conversation. You immediately Absolutely. sprung into action. No,
0: no, that's a perfect syllogism right there. Perfect syllogism. And so I appreciated this 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 miniseries for that. And yes, it was dramatized. It was very dramatized. But you know what they did to temper the fact that they were dramatizing very serious things that led to thousands upon thousands of deaths they brought real people in to give them the spotlight. And and on on the I don't know if it was the intermissions of the episodes or at the beginnings or at the ends, but I cuz we watched it straight through there was six different stories that exemplified the people who were being <clears throat> harmed by this. A huge diverse group of people It was, it was mindful. I really appreciated it. Like, actually, this is something that I was looking to shit on and walked away like, you know what? That was worthwhile. That was worthwhile. Because, yes, it is not reality, but it was responsible. And that's all I'm asking from adults. Be responsible so that you can be held accountable for the things you do. Yes, it was your job to dramatize tragedy. But you did so in a way that didn't make the tragedy something else dope i really appreciated painkiller if you're unfamiliar with the opioid crisis the general plot of it is actually developed 100 percent from the testimonies of what happened so when you see like um um i'm sorry i don't remember the sister's name from orange is the new black but she played suzanne um but she plays the one of the lead prosecutors um, she has a an African name, and I can't remember. I think it's Nigerian, if I'm remembering correctly. But, um, she played the uh, lead prosecutor. Uzo Aduba. Yes, I I remember it was Uzo, but I was like, I don't remember the last name, and that's the important part. But, um, yes, she 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 portrayed her role very well. Um, tons. It was a star-studded cast as well. Don't get it twisted. Tons of star power behind it, so you knew you were gonna get good performances. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, painkiller about the opioid crisis will actually provide you some in underlying information with the grandiose dramatization and at the same time humanizes the subject, the matter that they're on. That I think is the, probably the best example of, of that type of media. You know what I mean? Because there is this whole thing, because you had like, like Finding Neverland and all that stuff that was dramatizing real-life, you know, uh, issues that happened, you know what I mean, that had real-life traumatic experiences for the participants. And, I, I, you know, I can be very critical of how they handled it. This one, that hit so many people, had so much death tied to it, had so much malfeasance tied to it in terms of the revelations that the American public learned about its medical system, and the and what the people who own the companies that disseminate medicine to them feel about them. Like, it did a great job of showing the disdain that the people who are supposed to be saving your life have for you. And do you trust someone who hates you to save you? Without bankrupting you and ruining your life? Will they save you into a worse hell than death? That's the thing. You know, and so oh, that's what Painkiller did a great job of showing. I really liked the show. I appreciated it a lot, and I think that people should take some time to watch it. It's not like a fun, entertaining watch. You're, you know, it was hugely triggering for me because there was a story about a father who works at a body shop with his a family-owned body shop with his whole family, his wife and son, who gets hurt on the job, gets prescribed these painkillers, and slowly descends into addiction. And the stress it puts on his son, my God, that to the point where the boy has to leave the house and find somewhere else to live because his father is 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 he can't sleep at night because his father's trying to flip over the fridge to see if there's a painkiller behind the fridge because he's fiending and he doesn't have any. he can't do anything. he tries to take the drugs from him to make him to make him deal with the cold cold turkey. he flips out. It, you know, to the point where the son has to leave, and then he finds the boy, apologizes to him only because he wants to ask him for money to go get more pills. Bro, the heartbreak, bro. It's not comfortable to watch. It doesn't feel good to watch. It's not a feel good. It's, it is a good show because of what it brings to the genre of, of document the docuseries and the truth it brings to the situation. Because outside of the dramatization, there is a lot of truth in the presentation. You know? And so, yeah. Just wanted to to, to shout out uh, Mom Uzo for, for killing her role, being the lead on such an impactful docuseries. I really think people should check it out. Good shit. But all right. Cool. That's my breakdown of that. Um, ain't shit really been going on. Um, oh, you know what? Well... Well, go, I, listen. I'm just gonna rant on about uh, Baldur's Gate some more because that's <laughs> what I've been enjoying, and I've been ignoring the news. I have not had enough bandwidth and attention to 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 give to the world right now to find out. You know what I mean? What's going on? Like, I I occasionally I need to take a break.
1: a divine smiting hose
0: You know what I mean? I I I have internalized entirely too much of the world's uh, enmity. You know what I mean? I've internalized too much of the enmity in my own home to continue to uh, feed that to myself and fuck up my spirit. So anyway, with that being said, I saw that there's a very interesting conversation going on with Baldur's Gate 3 and the neophytes and uninitiated who are getting into the game. Because the game is great. The thing about Baldur's Gate 3 is, is that it really doesn't fucking matter what kind of games you like. It doesn't matter what kind of person you are. If you can operate a computer and you <laughs> enter this world and just put it on easy, you'll fucking have a blast. Is that a crazy thing to say? Nah, I genuinely nah. feel
1: that way. I think you definitely could, for sure. Now, because the world be and the characters are really, really well done.
0: Yes. No, you might be unsettled by some of the things that go on because oh, it, yeah. it's a game. And, oh, yeah. and, and they do, like, you will crush a fuse illithid heads with your foot yeah you know you will be called on to to do something duplicitous for a fiend and that happens and that's just part of the genre of fantasy Mm -hmm. but um outside of that if you have open sensibilities and you're not judgmental this is a fucking great game no matter who you are as a human i would recommend just like yeah just do a couple clicks First, (laughs) first of all play with the fucking character creator and just have a fucking blast with that yeah. for two hours before you even, even think about going into the world. <laughs> have a blast do I want freckles? creating do I not a fantasy want for freckles? yourself. Yeah, yeah. Do I want to have vitiligo? My orcs... That was crazy, My orc yeah. has such an interesting yeah. placement for his vitiligo if it's perfectly with his skin. I love it. Like, you can do all of that. And that's not to underline the plight of people with vitiligo and it's random. And, and one of my best friend... My longest-lasting friend, Chad Neal, has vitiligo. So it's not something that I make light of and the stigmatization that goes behind it. So I don't want to make that. But it's really awesome that they give you the option to make that an aesthetically pleasing thing. Mm -hmm. You know, now people who have that have a way of expressing that in a way that isn't just, you know, aesthetically non-pleasing. They can take it and make it into something aesthetically pleasing, I think that's valuable. You know what I mean? So, yeah fuck around with the character creator, do all of that stuff, okay? So with that being said, there's a ton of people engaging with this game who are unfamiliar with Baldur's Gate as a game and, and CRPGs. But not only that, they are also unfamiliar with TTRPGs at large. And moreover, there are, there are people who are familiar with TTRPGs with bad DMs. <laughs> and so this experience is weird for them. The idea that, that this game is meant to be engaged in a singular way is wrong. Engage in this game however you want. It is that open-ended to permit you to do that. So I say all of that to, 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 to bring to the forefront the discussion that I saw happening, which is people who are unfamiliar and uninitiated complaining that the best way to play through the game is through saves coming. And let me explain to, to, to the audience or people who play or anything why I save scum with a clear conscience. Because A, no one should dictate to you how you play video games that you've purchased. If, now, that's not to say you mod it and hack it and destroy the game, but nobody should dictate to you how you experience a video game. So if you do not want to save scum... Choose a difficulty that allows you to not save scum. It's that simple. If you want to save scum, you should not feel bad about it. And yes, I hate this name save scum, but it's a very, it's a very recognizable thing. Like, you know what I mean when I say that, right? Yeah, it's yeah. A, I had
1: never heard of it prior to this game launching, but yes, it's oh. the conversation. It's been coming up so much that. That it's—no, it's it's in, like, oh, every yeah. video you hear about Baldur's Gate, it'll come up at least yeah,
0: once. Yeah, no, 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 dude. It, safe coming is—so, is, is, okay. I mean, just, just so
1: people some... know, you're going to have to resave your files in this game because there are certain really, really heavy decisions that you may not want, and— And you may not want to play through to get back to. Cor- correct. And there may not be a way for you to get back to it, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so— yeah, started, it's one of those yeah. things where it is possible for you to accidentally make a game-breaking decision. That is a yeah. fact. As a matter of fact, it's possible for you to make a decision where the game ends you right there, and you have no choice but to save scum.
0: Yeah. And so that's your choice, and that's the open-endedness of a, of, of a t- TTRPG, and that's what I mean. Like, the uninitiated don't realize. And yeah. even the initiated who have bad DMs though, don't realize, like, as a DM, if you choose to kill your characters— because let me explain something as a DM and a tabletop experience. It's your choice to kill the players whenever they die. It's never just they kept rolling bad. No, <laughs> you chose not to save them. You are God. No one dies on your watch without it being your choice. So you can choose to let them die with no outcomes to return. Or you can ad hoc some things to help them because it's clear they're Struggling with an encounter you developed, and no one is here to purposely die. Everyone must have fun. Now, if they choose if they continue to fail through your help, as a DM, you do get to throw your hands up, but you shouldn't should just kill whack, your man. players because they're bad players or they chose wrong. Yes, we live in a world where people get to choose wrong. Like, don't don't do that in a fantasy world, you know what I mean? So, anyway. That's to say that a lot of people who are unfamiliar with DMs who are willing to play with them and just want to kill them. Like they think their job as a DM is to pose the hardest challenge and kill the player. <laughs> which is one way to DM, but you if that's the only way you DM, I think you're a bad DM.
1: And you probably won't get repeat players too often,
0: either. You no. Know? And so, you know, it's one of those things. Those kind of DMs belong in the now, I don't think I think this is defunct, but there used to be a RPGA tour where they did like public role-playing you know conventions and yes that's actually a cool dm to go into because when i go into those public conventions i go in with a min max character ready to fuck shit up (laughs) so yeah throw some hard shit at me but if we're just playing a casual game and you're allowing me to bring my random character fantasy into your world why are you going out of your way to kill me that's just vindictive i don't know what what personality trait you draw upon to make that sound like something that's just fun and engaging because it's not you know what I mean so yeah that's all to say in Baldur's Gate 3 feel free to save scum they are fully aware of the platform that they created the game on and they know that you're going to be able to save and retry so they created a game with that in mind you know what I mean the encounters are very difficult. Then they have an artificial party cap. So why in the world would you feel bad when you're being handcuffed? You know what I mean? So save scum with a free conscience, babe. With, with a clear conscience. <laughs> no reason to feel bad or to feel like you're being forced into a playstyle you don't like. Because you could just play on an easier difficulty and not have to save scum. And I I keep repeating that term because it's actually a really old term. And it's funny that you never encountered it up to this because I was actually going to go into a little bit of history of the term because you know when it came about is in the pre 2010 when ROMs became popular. And it became, you could, you gained the ability to play through games that never have save states (laughs) with save states. So challenges that were insurmountable to normal people when those games were released were trivial now. You know what I mean? And so that's why it earned the name save scum because it trivialized the hard work of people who did it without having save states. Which is fine. I'm I don't I'm not balking against that at all. Just don't, you know what I mean, I hope that the general public of gamers doesn't internalize the n- derogatory nature of the term Save scum, as if you're doing something bad because it was created for a different playset. Like save scumming in BG three is not the same as save scumming in Ninja Gaiden two on NES <laughs> Because people actually that game was evil. bang their head against yeah, that
1: game. That game was evil, bro.
0: You know what I mean? And so doing and trivializing that game with save states is kind of messed up, but in the big old year of our lord 2023 games are made to account for the fact that you can do that so the difficulty is 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 adjusted and you shouldn't feel bad it is a form of gameplay now it might not it's a meta form of gameplay that not a lot of people like but that's why the games are developed for you to be able to do without it you're not forced to do it at all you know what I mean that's why they have (laughs) autosaves like you don't like the save scum but you got autosaves and that's not a problem right and if you fuck up you'll go back to your autosave but you but you're mad at people who manually choose to do that at points where they genuinely know some shit's about to go down
1: (laughs) Nah, it sounds like they want people to suffer like they did. Hey, yo, hey, yo, why you not suffering like me? Yo,
0: misery loves company, bro. Why you not suffering
1: like me, my Misery loves company. You come down here and put them shackles on your feet just like I had on my feet.
0: Listen, there is nothing more that a miserable person loves than to watch someone else be miserable with them. You feel me? Are you kidding me? And that's one thing I won't do in any form of relationship or or, or social context. Can't do it. Not going to do it. If you're miserable, cool. I'm happy. <laughs> don't be miserable. Don't act miserable around me to fuck up my happiness. You know what I mean? I'm enjoying this game. I'm enjoying life. You're miserable. I didn't do nothing to fuck up your gameplay. I didn't do nothing to fuck up your experience. Don't project that shit onto me. That's unfair. And you don't get to, you know what I mean? Like. And so when people get upset with people who are doing that, I understand. Try to your best to ignore them try your, your best to ignore people who are trying to drag down your enjoyment yeah you know what I mean you got love your this bg3 game because i honestly think it's going to go down as um a classic and i and i hate that because when i hate when people drop like an album <laughs> like God, let it sit. But I'm just uh, like I, ma- <laughs> I want to let this game sit, but it just feels so. Let good. it marinate. Yeah, nah, do nah
1: it. Th- this game is is pretty good, man. I, I'm very very impressed. As someone who plays RPGs, is like sixty percent, maybe more, maybe like eighty percent of my gaming uh 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 menu. Like eighty percent mm. of my gaming menu is RPGs. Yeah and in recent years i cannot tell you i i with the exception of maybe skyrim i can't think of a game where it's like oh yeah i have like 80 hours in it and you're not even close you haven't even seen anywhere close to the ending yet
0: bro i'm 20 hours in and i'm still not out i'm no no i'm 24 hours in and i haven't left act one you feel me and it's like so that means that if so there's much four, what it, three acts or four
1: i'm not sure but i think it's three yeah, I haven't. I specifically haven't looked into it because I don't want.
0: And bro, I'm still in the Underdark. I still haven't. So. Remember, I was like, "Thank you for telling me about the west of the Underdark that I missed." Yeah. I still haven't cleared it. That Arcane Tower, by the way, bro. That Arcane Tower is a bitch. Yeah, that was because annoying. It was super annoying because it was annoying. I had to put Gale in my party, and I had to fly. I just flew through the tower. Fuck, <laughs> Fuck this shit I'm I'm out. I'm out. And and you fly faster than those things shoot. Nice. Which is such a boon. Like, oh my god, thank you cuz I had literally no other way to do oh, it. Oh,
1: see, the thing is you got to go to the all the way to the bottom. I don't remember how exactly to get there and then activate the the whole shit and that'll deactivate But how the do you, but I don't
0: have the item. To put into the engine. I don't know what to put in the engine. What like I do
1: you put in Oh, you need a Suser flower. The same thing that you use to um you gotta go back to the sousa tree and one of the any one of the blooms that you see on there, there. Is
0: there a piece of literature easier. that says that this thing is powered by the sousa tree? Possibly.
1: I'm sure there is. Because
0: I didn't I never did that and I never thought and I took my Suser There actually is, yeah. Yeah. I took it, the Suser leaves out of the underdark so they would
1: my fight money. No, they just turn and, the pedals, yeah, and I don't yep. think they respond. They too. do not respond. So, uh, yeah. Fuck
0: This shit, I'm stuck. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm done Damn. with power. Do I unlock anything like items?
1: Uh, yeah. When uh. you unlock um, you unlock the dude, when you unlock when you power up the this the, the, the Sousa tree powers up the elevator that gets you to the to top. And up at the top, there's a boss fight with some items that lead you back down to the bottom into a secret entrance, and there's some good shit in the secret entrance. Ah, fuck my life. But that's now, it, say like these
0: pedals do anything. Because I kept the pedals because they still have the anti-magic aura.
1: Oh, then they might work. Maybe? Yeah, so I'm gonna put Maybe? the pedals in the yeah. into
0: the machine. They might not power it enough to get it to the top, but they might actually just power it to so I can turn off the lasers.
1: Yeah, I think it might be worth the shot for sure. But yeah. Yeah, that is rough. That is rough. Like Thankfully, um, yo, I, I didn't pick the, yo, all of them. I, like, I had picked some and went outside and they turned normal, but I think there was still like one left. Actually, I think, I think there was two well, left.
0: This is what I did. I think the ones that when I was in the underdark, I camped and put some into my chest. Mm, those remained as susur flowers. And didn't turn into petals. The only ones that turned into pedals were the ones that were in my in your inventory.
1: inventory. That's that good. I, when I left. Because it specifically because says exposed, exposed to light.
0: Yes, which when you leave so the underground. So those ones in the like chest that. have never been exposed to light. That's how deep this fucking exposed game is. To, yeah, bro. it's says exposed Sorry, like, to the light of the so surface. Sick.
1: Okay, nah, that's that's pretty dope. That's I'm glad that I'm works. Saying.
0: Like it's so good, man. This game is so crazy. Like you yeah. could fuck up and just just because the game is so realistic no fuck up is ultimate, is absolute there's always a way around it you know what i mean yeah, like i do
1: crazy. like the they did a really good job of like giving you choices and making things open ended
0: like really then, good job on also that also making all of the options for the individual things lore specific and 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 environmentally specific Yeah, because like the fact that it says the sousa leaf needs to be exposed to the light so if I put it into a dark chest, I can travel wherever I want, and then it'll never get light. And when I go back to the underdark and take it out, I can still use it as a normal Sousa relief. That's totally based that's on awesome. on yeah. the lore and environment interactions. Like, that's so sick. Because I definitely know, because I the funny part is, is that I went to go store the Sousa reliefs that I had, and I couldn't find them in my inventory because they turned into petals. And so I went back to my thing and said, no, this is the icon for Susser Leap. Why is this nowhere in my inventory? (laughs) Because it's Susser Petals." And so that's when I found and realized that some of them, but I realized the ones inside of the trunk are still leaves and not shriveled. That's good. You only need one. You only need one. Oh, my gosh, bro. The game is so sick. So, yeah. You know, I w- we'll go ahead and we'll wrap up on that because I don't got nothing else but fucking relationship anguish to talk about. So let's go ahead and avert that topic altogether and uh, wrap up on a good note because that has been a very fulfilling experience. Let me tell you, man. Baldur's Gate 3. Take your time. Do it. Eldritch it's the kind bless. of game that, like, buy it and and and, and make a 365-day a plan of finishing it because <laughs> it is that is the kind of appropriate engagement you should have with this game don't over engage, play till you're content, turn it off, engage with the funness and just know that if you engage with it that way you will have over a year's worth of engaging it Easy, and it will always give you something new and that's first for the first playthrough
1: and I'm feeling like they absolutely will drop DLC for this game so it's like there will be increased content as you go along too so, mark my words. So awesome.
0: Give me a full price $30 DLC with good content. I'm dropping that shit first day opening. Yeah. I'm hoping I I'm,
1: I'm really hoping they did it like Celeste. See, I, I got to Celeste when it was already out for a year. Ooh, and so I was it. lucky because Celeste had another big expansion that wrapped up the um it had a, a few tinier other expansion that were just like other side shit, but they had one big one that capped it off that continued the story of the main game. And also it was like their final DLC type shit. So I'm really hoping that these guys do one like that that like continue the story. Well,
0: let's just say this much. They may the, the 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 consumer reception to it is such that if they yeah. choose to do that, yeah. there's no reason for them not to do that. Mm-hmm. The only reason that that won't happen is just because it just wasn't in their playbook, and I'm fine with that. Larian, do what you're doing if you're focusing on your next game. Fine. You have made a, a fan of me. I will purchase the next Larian game that they put out that's part of their main big developer push, and absolutely, hands down, never experienced this much depth from a game yeah it's super cool outside of like a disco elysium but that game didn't have like the combat and all the other things that larian also put into this game yeah so best yeah. thing about
1: this game is everybody got choices
0: yeah the one thing and i will give my one critique of the game is that everyone in your party is extremely horny <sighs> And if you talk to them <laughs> twice, they will try to fuck you.
1: Yo, son. I'm in like uh mid-game and I fucking locked in with Carlac. And this nigga Hassler was like, yo, sup?" I just finally the fog has been lifted and I can see things clearly. Uh what do you see? You. I see you. I think we should get together. Yo, I'm in a relationship with Carlac, bro. Yeah, I can smell her on you. Maybe we could get together with her permission. I was like, yo, my nigga, relax.
0: What? Yeah. He was like, yo, yeah, wait, I'm wait, not saying. Haslin hey, tried to hey. offer a threesome with Karlak? He was like, yo, if Karlak's cool with it, you know, I'm cool with it. It's wait, up wait, to wait. you and shit. Did he say, like, for you and Haslin to hook up separately, or did he offer no, a threesome? he was
1: like, nah, I realize that you that's and Karlak are about. bonded. That's what I'm talking and, about. And, like, with her permission, I'd love to join him in with the two of y'all, if that's, that's what, what y'all are I'm on.
0: Because my whole thing is, is like, listen, if we are in an adventuring party, and we got... Tadpoles in our brain trying to save the world. I'm not saying that we shouldn't want to fuck because we're building together. This is not the time. Why aren't we not organizing (laughs) the post adventure orgy? Bro, the post adventure orgy is what we should be looking at. Guys, we don't know what could happen. Why is everyone trying to fuck in the middle of camp as if we're not in the middle of the Underdark in the Dürger camp? As if these stoic motherfuckers ain't gonna kill us, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude, that's that's my biggest gripe. they like, the ain't nothing but an
1: ambiance, voice. man. That's just some background noise, man.
0: I have had some minor bugs, like mis- misclick bugs, that are definitely game-generated because, like, I I, I I did it, and then I felt like, oh, shit, I fucked up, my bad. So then I reloaded and did it again, and, it, and I paid attention, and the misclick bug happened again. I was like, ah, uh, this is a misclick rough. bug. Um, like, um, using my paladin, clicking on bless, and for some reason, when I clicked the last target, it divine smoke.
1: What target. the fuck?
0: Needless to say, I fucking cut my Nanga's head off, and it was clearly not what I was trying to do, because I was in the hey, middle yeah, you of You were playing Duck, bless. Duck, Goose, bro, like... But, yeah, but, literally, but, they, but, that's <laughs> like. and so that was, but that is just that's that's minor mechanical shit. That is not something I think is game breaking. Nor does do I think that um that is something that is even worth it's worth mentioning, not worth demeriting, if you know what I mean. But yeah, yeah. they'll probably but, uh, hot fix shit like that too. Exactly that because it'll eventually be hot fix. But yeah, dope man, great episode. Appreciate the uh, the convo. Hope everybody enjoyed themselves. If you did, please feel free to go ahead and subscribe to us. You can find us on Patreon.com or on Anchor.fm. You can also find us on the social media. Shout out to the anime crew. We're on uh, Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron. We're also on um, Instagram at Herons Home Podcast and at Herons Homies.
1: And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO.
0: Remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Have a great one, guys. Peace out. Take it easy year.